Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, February the 20th, 2023, and we are continuing our study of the big book in the chapter, How It Works. Page 62, the second paragraph, so our troubles we think, ending with, we had to have God's help. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Kathy S., Twelve Traditions, Joni C., and readers of the text, Nancy R. and Craig F. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, February the 19th, the special edition, 19977. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Kathy S. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Lynn. My name is Kathy S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, and I pass. Thank you, Kathy S. And Joni C. will read the 12 Traditions. Welcome, Joni. Good morning. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered but not cured. One, 
Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or other outside enterprise. Let's problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Joni C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. This is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book in the chapter, How It Works. Page 62, the second paragraph. So our troubles we think, ending with we had to have God's help. Nancy R, could you get us started please? Thank you so much, Linus. Thank you so much. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. 
though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must, or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Uh, I am Nancy R., a compulsive overeater in New York, grateful to be here. Um, Self-will. I look up self-will and um, definition, one of them, the quality of obstinately doing what one wants in spite of the wishes or orders of others uh, to do what they want without caring what other people think. This, this certainly is me. Um, extreme, although what I think is an easy definition, I look it up, and it's clearly reaching a high or the highest degree, very great. So uh, extreme example of self-will run riot. Run riot to behave in a violent and unrestrained way. And if people run riot, they, they do so not controlled, running in all directions, being noisy or violent. We try to control the people around us. I certainly have done that and, and do that and need to stop doing that um, to the best of my ability with God's help. Uh, we, we must, or it kills us, God makes that possible. That is the great promise I see. God makes that possible, as well as all the warnings. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of the selfishness. We must, or it kills us. It kills us. It will drive me into my alcoholic foods, my alcoholic behavior. And as it says, the main problem of, and says in the big book of the alcoholic centers in the mind rather than the body. And the elimination of the drinking is but a beginning. I need a spiritual solution. Uh, learn language and teaching, thank you, Harlan, and um, all these warnings, we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Uh, Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying it on our own power. Uh, I cannot heal my mind, um, a broken mind, as I've heard, with a broken mind, uh, a sick mind with a sick mind. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness, much by wishing or trying on our own part. We had to have God's help. I need to surrender, as I've heard. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Uh, thank you. And um, I was looking at all this this morning, and as it says um, by in, in the for today under self-will, Bill W. says, it is when we try to make our will conform with God's will that we begin to use it rightly. Um, I thought I was right. I blamed others. Um, when I saw my mom was sitting in front of the nurse's station she, because she was at risk of falling, and I was walking down the hallway and watched her rush out and did not see one nurse out of maybe six or seven see my mom. Her eye, their eyes were not on my mom, 
and uh, it, I believe it was a nurse's shift change, and I screamed, and I yelled, and I cursed, and I thought I was right. How dare they not keep their eyes on my mother? She jumped out of her chair and rushed to the nurse's station. She was definitely at risk for falling. She did not fall, but I fell. I fell because uh, emotionally and with self-will, I fell from the presence of listening to having God's help as I need to realize. I did not know I was blaming them. I, I blamed them, didn't want to take responsibility for myself. And I screamed and yelled and they said, I must leave. I said, I will not leave until my mother gets a one-to-one, -one, which is one person watching her. And uh, I said, I will be her one-to-one. -one. They said, if you don't leave, then they would call the police. I said, call the police. The police came. It did not matter that they giggled and they laughed and they chose to agree with me because I spoke to them. I thank you so much for your great help. And it's an honor and privilege. I'm Nancy R. And I pass. Thank you. With God's help, I am uh, getting better. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy R., for getting us started. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Maria P in Pennsylvania. Katie G. Pamela P in Pennsylvania. Craig F. Lynn R. Lynn F. Let me tell you who I heard. Katie G. from Boston. Yeah, I got you. Sherry M. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Let me. I got Katie G. Sherry M. Lynn F. And that's all I could hear. Three more. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Janice P. Okay, that's great. I've got my lineup. Thank you, everybody. We have Katie G., Sherry M., Lynn F., Pamela P., Craig F., and Janice P. M. And everybody that I missed will pick you up on the second round. Good morning, Katie G. Good morning, Lynn. So lovely to hear you serving today. Thanks for your service. Katie G, recovered compulsive eater in Boston. And um, I just really wanted to share on this paragraph because I relate so much. Like, first of all, it, um, it gives me a death threat, right? Um, it says I have to be rid of my selfishness because it's going to kill me and and I find that fascinating right because it's not saying the drink or the food is going to kill me it says my selfishness is going to kill me which means that Weight Watchers is not going to solve my problem um, and it, it says um, you know I get that knowledge right I, I get that knowledge self is going to kill, kill me and um, and I spent a lot of time in the rooms of OA talking about that. Like, it's really easy to talk about, yeah, selfishness is a problem. You know, let me just hang out with other people and do what I think they want to make me happy, right? And um, I didn't know what selfishness was. I needed to go through the steps and be shown time after time. I'm like a fish swimming in self. I don't even know. Like... During COVID, I didn't even know 
that as a stay-at-home mom, I didn't need a babysitter, right? I didn't even know during COVID that my husband still had to work 60 to 70 hours a week, and it wasn't his drama for me to take care of our children. I have no job outside of the home. But I made it his job. I didn't even know that was a problem. I didn't even know that putting my need to exercise, my need to get on the scale, my need to be the thinnest girl in the room, I didn't know that I was the problem. And yet time after time in step four, I saw people didn't make me happy. They let me down. People, people didn't do what I thought I, that I wanted them to do. People didn't sponsor me the right way. They weren't the right friend. They weren't the right mom. They weren't the right dad. They weren't the right kid. They were not the right person for me to be okay. But the problem is I'm the common denominator and I want people to be God and God to be people. And so I really, and, and then it was like, okay, step four, I got to get rid of my selfishness. I'm going to get rid of my selfishness. And it didn't work. It didn't work. Like the only thing that worked was to be pummeled, right? It is only by repeated humiliation and the final crushing blow of my self-sufficiency. I had to be pummeled into humility, driven into humility, where I finally said, okay, uncle, I am empty, God. I am willing to give you everything. Please take this from me because I don't want to die because I'm done because I can't breathe thinking everything is about me. It is so painful when you're in a mind of a chronic compulsive eater. All I can think about is me and everything you do being about me. But here's the hope. When I continued on in the work and I continue to ask God to remove my character defect and I live in step six and seven and I speak the honesty of, of this disease and this recovery, God comes in, he fills me open, he fills me up, and guess what? He gives me everything I need. And that, my friends, is the answer. Thank you, Katie G. Sherry M., it's your turn, followed by Lynn S. Please go ahead, Sherry. Hi, good morning. This is Sherry M., and I am a compulsive overeater in Wyoming. And thank you so much, Lynn, for your service. And I just love, I've been loving this unpacking, uh, what is this, my third or fourth time going through the big book with y'all and learning so much every time. And what this paragraph in particular is um, just, it just sums it up. You know, there's so many parts of the big book that show me uh, where my, what my disease is and what it looks like and what is the diagnosis and what are the symptoms and what am I going to be living with on a daily basis? And I wake up a compulsive overeater, I go to bed compulsive overeater, and I can do the steps uh, 1 to 12 circularly, nonstop, and it will help me to get rid of this. Um, but this is just such a good, uh, you know, I'm an extreme, extreme, right? It's, it's, not, it's not like a normal person. It's, it's, it's more. You know, what I have learned is that I have a free will that is not free at all because it will always choose me, right? It's always choosing me, 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 me. Uh, my, what are my wants, my want? What do I want? How do I want the world to be? And that my mind and will, I've learned, are completely defective and cannot be relied upon. And, um, oh, I had something else I was going to say. Um, and so it will always choose me. And if I don't get rid of self, I know that it will, that is what leads to the food. Um, 
and that every single dis I know that every disturbance that I have and every time uh, that I start to feel that pull that things need to be different is because I'm not accepting reality. And I have found that that is the nature of my uh, malady, right? That is my unmanageability, which I deal with on a daily basis, you know. Uh, help me to have a more manageable life, God, because only God can make it manageable, and that I have to do the work, which is to realize that, first of all, I am the problem. That is such a relief, right? I feel like once I realize that I am the problem, it is my thinking about a situation. It's not even the situation. If I went through my day and just accepted everything as, okay, 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 <laughs> then I didn't probably have a lot of disturbances, but I don't. I run up against things that are like, no, this can't be. And it always is better once I get out of the way because I see that everything was exactly as it was supposed to be and that my limited diseased mind cannot know what is best for me and especially the rest of the world. So I am so grateful to know the truth of my malady and to be able every day to surrender that to God. Thank you so much. I pass. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Sherry M. Lynn F., it's your turn, followed by Pamela P. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, fellows. This is Lynn F., recovered in Pennsylvania. I'm grateful to be home today and able to share on the line this morning. And um, I'm delighted to talk about the paragraph um, that was read. Thank you so much. Um, I am going to just hop right on in here with self-will run riot. And um, again, it's the source of my suffering. And back on, you know, step one, it tells me, you know, um, I'm powerless over food and there's a dash. My life has become unmanageable. And for me, the food seems like the easy thing, right? And, um, and then the unmanageability is the surprise. I'm always surprised at the unmanageability. Um, there's plenty of examples of unmanageability. This part, this paragraph dovetails really nicely with the paragraph on page 52. If I forget what unmanageability looks like, it tells me um, right there in the middle of the page uh, what you know what my life is like. You know, I'm having trouble with personal relations, can't control my emotional nature, etc. Uh, those are all examples of my own self-will. And for me, I just have to say the thing that taught me the most uh, what self-will was, was was the discipline of the food plan. That's how it all began for me. That's where my humility begins, right, that I can only eat a certain amount of food. And I, I, have, to, I have to have the willingness to scrape the top of the tablespoon or to zero out the scale to, before I put the next thing on. And that humble act is the beginning for me because I'm also undisciplined. So I'm self-will, mounds of food, um, self-will, it's got to be my way for people, places, and things, myself, um, all around me. I'm a willing dervish without this program. And the promise here is that I can do it, right? I have to recognize something before I can do it. Self-will creeps in for me today as a recovered person and, um, you know, fixing and designing in my head. It all starts in my head, wouldn't it be? Uh, don't you know, uh, if you only had my, those thoughts already come in, let me do this, right? And I have to work my program 
each and every day, right? When I hang up today, I'm going to take a shower. I'm not clean today on yesterday's shower. Same works with the recovery program. Not recovered today until I do my work, unless I do my work, and I have God's grace. So the bottom paragraph right here, the bottom page um, sentence, sorry, neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing it, wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. There's grace, right? God's not Santa Claus. I partner with God um, to get rid of selfishness, to get rid of that desire to compulsively eat, to find fellows to work with, to do this program in earnest each and every day. Oh, thanks so much. Um, And thanks for letting me share. Have Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Lynn F. Pamela P., it's your turn, followed by Craig F. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. God bless you all. My name is Pamela. Um, I'm the composer overeater. From this paragraph, yes, um, self-will seems like a problem um, because uh, I've been through a lot in my life besides the eating disorder, the abuse from my mother, the physical, but so most the mental abuse because she was mental and she never got diagnosed from it. So I felt like the it kid seemed like my brother didn't got abused at all. It was weird. We were raised together. So that and also um, being in the uh, 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 pedophile ring, a child pedophile ring, uh, two uh, summers of my life, or maybe a year and a half of my life when I was a child, nine, ten, and then the human trafficking, and then the court disease. So all is that, it did cause a lot of drama with my boys and parents because a lot of things they do, especially his mothers, he don't mean to, but it do trigger me and trigger anger and rage for me. I never got treatment for that, and now it's too late to me. And it's just hard. I never thought I would be in a caregiving type of situation. Um, that's why I never want the kids. And so it really triggered the disease in another level. I try not to be selfish. I try to be there. Well, I was telling my boyfriend yesterday, last night, the mental, my mental health is very important. I got to protect my mental health at all costs. And that's what I'm going to try to do because that already helped me keep whatever little recovery I had. I'm struggling with my eating disorder again. I am just feel very uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And it's it just been hard, especially, you know, I'm not in the industry no more. Thank God that that industry, but all of this come, all the combined feeling trigger made me a fat with the food. And the food gave me a false sense of comfort. So, I mean, I'm still struggling. I had a great sponsor a great fellowship between the OA, regular meeting and visit for you. And it got, I got everything dear, number one, Jesus. But I'm, you know, the disease has been very hard the last four or five years. It's been another level. And I'm terrified, but I'm not giving up before the miracle happens. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. It had not been a great recovery, but I'm, I'm not going to give up. But um, I thank God for the fellowship and like to hear other people talk like me. So I'm going to pass. Thank you um, to let me share. Thank you. I pass. 
Thank you, Pamela P. Craig F., it's your turn, followed by Janice P. M. Welcome, Craig. Oh, thank you. Good morning. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This paragraph uh, sets up a pretty big conundrum that tells me, first of all, that uh, I'm an extreme example of self-will run riot uh, and that I don't even think so, uh, and, and that was true. Uh, so, and then it tells me I have to be rid of that selfishness. And, uh, and then it goes on to tell me that I can't do that by myself. You know, well, as a, somebody that's, uh, full of self-will run riot, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to think that even if I believe that I'm full of selfishness, that it's going to be my job to get rid of it, isn't it? You know, um, stop being selfish, stop doing, start doing things for others. And, and and even in my efforts to do things for other others, if I'm doing them based on self-will run riot, uh, it's going to be uh, more, it's going to create more havoc, more chaos. Um, you know, I, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't know, uh, I don't know what to do. And then it tells me uh, down the line that, uh, uh, I can't even get rid of this self-centeredness by wishing uh, or by my own power. Then it tells me in the last sentence that I have to have God's help. So it it, it gives me a clue that God's help's coming, and uh, that if I, uh, but it's coming if I work the steps. It's coming if I um, surrender to the simple program of. Uh, uh, that is a uh, ego reducing process it's it's coming if i uh, get through uh, all of the 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 uh, inventory and all the amends and i get to where i'm living this life of acceptance and surrender uh, in 10 11 and 12 and then i can pray every morning uh you know i can do it now but i, I mean i could have done it then but uh, it encourages me to pray every morning and ask God to guide my thoughts and actions and show me how to be a service to him and my fellows. <clears throat> show me how to be a service. In other words, I don't know how to be a service, uh, a maximum service. Uh, I'm, uh, if I think I do, then again, I'm back into self-will probably, uh, running riot. I, I need God's guidance, God's help. And, and I need it on a daily basis, and not only on a daily basis, I need it, uh, I need it every couple hours. You know, my 11th step practice is to set my phone to go off, and I got this from other people uh, here, but to set it to go off every couple hours and to readjust, you know, and that readjustment is always, God, guide my thoughts and actions. Show me how I can be a maximum service. And, and and I need to be readjusted every couple hours. I I, I don't have the capacity, you know. But if, if by the end of the day, if I haven't readjusted, I'm going to be acting in self-will, and uh, that self-will will run riot, and I'll make a havoc of my life and others around me. And and uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. It. Lynn. Can't hear you, Lynn. 
Well, I believe that I am next. I hope I'm not I'm stepping on anybody's toes, but this is Janice PM, and I am a recovered compulsive eater from Massachusetts. When I first read this paragraph, believe you me, I was so against it, so our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Well, that was then, and this is today. And that's the, and I will talk from the past and from now, from today, the hope, the hope of this, uh, these steps, because, oh, I would disagree with you. What do you mean it's my fault? What do you mean it's my trouble? It isn't me. You don't know. It's them. It's the circumstances. I was abused, blah, blah, blah. The victim, the victim. But I'm going to say a little bit about the abuse that, oh, no, you're right, Janice, you know, it, it's not always your, pro- your trouble, your uh, problem. It didn't start with you, but I'll go to that after. But now, today, because I made the decision, which we're coming up to, to, to put my will and my life into God's hands. Now, uh, that, this doesn't happen at this step, the second or the third step. It happens as I go through the fourth step, fifth step, six, seven, and eight, nine, I, I didn't know that I was the creator of my own misery. That was the last thing. Because many years, my life resolved solely around myself. I was consumed with self in all forms. My self-centeredness, my self-pity, my self-seeking, my pride. I know so much, you know. But practicing these steps you know, with this group, with my sponsor, uh, with uh, the steps and the traditions, I learned, I learned about myself that, oh, I had these character flaws that I have to get rid of, but I wasn't getting rid of them. I had to have a power greater than myself. First, I had to know what they were, (laughs) and then I had to ask, uh, you know, about it, Um, unbelievable and so it says must 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 the answer we must and uh because these are recovered people that are writing this book at this stage and they know and see they say we think you know but it's i can say today i know that basically it's my troubles are of my own making we know that today and I have to have God get rid of it because there's no, there's nothing else to to get rid of it but uh, uh, but God. Now let's go to the sexual abuse. People say, "Oh no, that's right. I I didn't cause this. It's not my own making." Well, that's true. We didn't. I didn't. Whoever was didn't choose to be abused as a child. But I do choose today whether I'm going to let my ego retain that as one of my examples that the world isn't right. Well, and use that as an excuse. Beside a lot of, sure. Beside a, a lot of other things for my selfish behavior. It happened. It affected me. And now, um, you know, when we do the steps, I let it go. I, I learned that the person was spiritually sick. And I don't have that anymore. I'm not a victim. And with that, thank you very much, Lynn. I will pass. Thanks. 
Thank you, Janice PM. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. And if you came in a little bit later, I'll just remind everybody that we are in the chapter, How It Works, page 62, the second paragraph. So our troubles, we think, ending with, we had to have God's help. Leah S. I value your experience. We ask that you limit your Linda share to... Linda D. ...may share their experience, too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once, as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Susan Ann E in the UK. Linda D. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I heard Susan Ann Linda D. That's all I got. I have room for three more, please. Leia S. And Ann. Kelly S. Okay. Susan. Ann. Linda D. Leia S. Somebody from the UK. Claire E. From the UK. Somebody E. From the UK. I still can't get your first name. And there was a gentleman. David M. David M. Okay. All right. Susan, can you go ahead, please? And please give us the initial of your last name. Yeah, this is Susan S.H. in St. Mary's, Ohio, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, what jumped out at me was our troubles were of our own making. And, and I don't believe I created every misfortune I ever had. But I've come to believe that my reactions, relying on myself or on food or on things to comfort and fix, were keeping that misery going. The things that happen, everyone, well, my mom used to say, into each life some rain must fall. And it's true. Every life has these difficulties. But my reactions are what keep that going. And I would say, I can fix it, and here's how. <laughs> and, and that was my selfishness. And it didn't work. I am powerless over food. My life is unmanageable. I have come to believe there is help I can count on by working these steps. Um, there's love I can count on. It's, it's my higher power. I have come to trust and love a higher power. The steps are today my directions to take these things to a higher power and see results. I must have God's help today, and I am so grateful to continue this 12-step journey of of ours. Um, It's the directions to me. Once I said to my sponsor that these troubles or difficulties were bumps in the road, and my sponsor said, Susan, it's just the road. I have to turn to my higher power when my road feels a little bumpy or when it's smooth. It's what I do, and it's such a relief. And that's what I have. I will pass. Thank you, Susan S.H. Anne, it's your turn, followed by Linda D. And could we have the initial of your last name, please, Anne?
press star one to unmute, Anne. Okay, we'll come back to Anne. Linda D, are you available? Good morning, everybody. This is Linda D. I'm from Connecticut. I'm just amazed at the honesty on this program, on this meeting. It's it's extraordinary. Um, one person, one of my sisters said, uh, this is a death threat. She couldn't have been more accurate. And then another sister said she was terrified of all the layers of her life, all the um, sicknesses, layer after layer, for you know, in her personal experience. And that's been my experience, layer after layer. Sometimes, and this was my experience, I needed extra help. Some people need, um, in my from my experience, need uh, some professional support for the uh, atrocities in their life. I needed that. But I never didn't need, and that was God showing me uh, another way to support myself, to help myself, not to be alone with this, and not to be alone just in this fellowship. This fellowship is the foundation, and all those extra things did help and do help. Um, for myself, I, uh, it took a very long time to realize how really self-destructive I was. A lot of it was ignorance. I simply didn't know. And then when I did know, I gave it lip service. I will do everything except the God part. I was an atheist. So being a smart ass, it took me extra beatings. But I don't need those beatings now. I've been here a while. My life has been taken right out of the toilet, out of the sewer of life. It's a luxury to have. In, in the world, it's a luxury to have a food problem. Most of the world doesn't have enough to eat. But here I am being self-destructive in the way a baby is, you know, at that level with food. Um, I am so grateful for the presence of God in my life and for the presence of you all in my life. You teach me every single day what I don't know, what I need to know, and for the gratitude to have a loving heart now, a love for God, a love for myself, and a love for others. I have compassion now for other people. I am connected to the world. And sometimes I just cry for the world because there is so much suffering and I send them light and love and I let go. What a wonderful, wonderful way to live. And yes, there's pain sometimes and it's hard. So what? I got God and I got you. Who's got it better than me? Nobody. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping me grow and heal. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Leah S., it's your turn, and then we'll swing back to Anne. Please go ahead, Leah. Thank you. Thank you very much. My name is Leah S., recovered in Brooklyn, New York. 
very grateful to be on this meeting today. So my trouble is everything that's going bad in my life is is has a part in me, in me contributing to making it worse. That's what they're saying it over here, that if something is not the way I see it, then I I have a part in making it worse. Step one, I am powerless over my food and over situations in my life, over circumstances in my life. I'm really powerless over all of that. And I really, um, there are certain things that I just can't control. It just is the way it is. And the sooner I find that, the quicker I go, I get into step two and step three. And I reach out and I say, thank God, you're the one running the world. Include me in it, please, dear God. And, um, and, and, and be with compassion to all, of, to all of those that I love. And it's so remarkable, but... Um, once I start looking at other people and and thinking about other people also then then a lot of a lot of my problems do start to become less than um less than that it was uh in, in before and with that, I will pass thank you leah s now Anne, are you available? Did I hear an Ann? Okay, perhaps I didn't. So, Pat E., please go ahead. Pat E., press 1 to unmute. Okay, how about David M? Can I be heard? Hi, uh, hi everyone. Good morning. Uh, we hear you, Lynn. Uh, Please go ahead, David. Thank you. Good morning, David M here. Also, uh, the eater. Um, yeah, I experienced that. Like we need, we, we need God. I mean, we can't do this ourselves. We need that spiritual uh, awakening and that spiritual experience. Or you can't. I, I, uh, when I work at, I work security, and sometimes people leave things behind for the guards, and they're not healthy, and against my food plan. And uh, last night, you know, they left. There was something left behind. Um, and uh yeah, I I called my wife, she was the only one I was up, she was going to put it away in the cabinet and not look at it and uh so I did. And it was a little rough in the beginning, but then you know, I just I I trusted my higher power and it got he got me through it. I just it, you know, I ate I eat every three hours the way you measure, so I just continued my food plan and it went away. Uh, in the Bible, I remember him saying, um, saying, you know, this too shall pass. And you, you just, 
hold on, it'll pass. Hold on, trust in him. Stay in the boat, stay in the storm, and it'll it'll pass. And uh, and yeah, can't do it without my. I can't. I couldn't do it without him. And um, that that spiritual awakening and that spiritual experience. Um. So yeah, I'm very uh, happy. Um. About that and uh, so anyway that's I just wanted to share that so I guess. Thank you, David M. Pat E, are you available now please from the UK? Hi there, uh, Lynn. My name's Claire E from the UK. I think I might have been Pat E as well. Um yep. thank you for hearing me. Um it's good to be here and thank you so much to everyone that shared. Um just brilliant meeting actually. It's one of my favourite paragraphs in the big book, this this few last few pages in particular this one. Um, and there's so much in it. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. And that's, you know, is a real statement of hope because that means that the world doesn't have to change for me to be okay. It means that there's a, there's a change possible in me. And as people have said, you know, why why is that? Why why why? You know, I don't, I don't mean to go about causing trouble, but it then tells me, you know, it's this selfishness above everything. So when something gives you a death warning saying something's going to kill you, and it says above everything, you know, number one in the list of things to do is to get rid of this selfishness. You know, it needs to. I need to be really clear about what selfishness I need to get rid of. Um, and you know, the selfishness is that the selfishness they've, they've spent the last three pages describing. You know, is that this this willful person i'm always on collision with people even though my motives are good you know i have morals and philosophies there's nothing wrong with them most of the time but you know the fact is that i pursue that you know i want it to be right i want everyone to do what i think is the right thing to do trying to arrange the show trying to be kind considerate sometimes i lose it and i'm not kind considerate i'm mean i'm manipulative and you know what happens when it doesn't turn out very well well i try harder you know i rest up more of that um and um, and eventually I become angry, indignant, self-pitying. And, you know, when I live that way, you know, what happens is that I need food to medicate it because it's just a very painful way of living. You know, I'm always butting up against something. Um, and often I don't see it, you know, often though I usually don't think that extreme example of self-will run riot, although often for me, this, this compulsive eater, it's retrospectively, I can often see it retrospectively, but at that point in time, I'm blind to it. Um, and, you know, and that's why I can't get rid of self, you know, I cannot solve a problem at the same level of consciousness as it's created. You know, my, my illness is like, um, it's like the criminal that did the murderer. Who, who, the murder, who turns up as the detective, you know, there's nothing to see here, <laughs> um, or has been shared. I try, okay, I need to get rid of self. I will get rid of my, my selfishness. And neither of those things work, you know, it just doesn't work. Um, and, you know, thank goodness, now we come on to the solution, and then the next paragraph, um, it's talked about selfishness. Now we have to come on to the, you know, I have to quit playing God. I have to just <laughs> accept that my way of doing things has not worked, does not work, continues to not work every time I indulge in that stuff, um, and, and that I have to absolutely surrender and, um, and and take direction, take direction, you know, sit quietly, take direction, listen for how I can be of most use, um, listen to what the plan for the day is, as, as someone else shared, you know, if I don't have an agenda, things go a lot smoother in my life, if I just let life evolve rather than having some preset script that needs to be stuck to. Um, then, then things are a lot easier um, and calmer, and I'm a lot more um, in harmony rather than creating confusion, like it says on the page before. Um, so I'm just so grateful to have this way of life and um, to have access to 
just this philosophy that makes my life um, a very happy, bearable one without using the food. Um, and I'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire E. from the UK. We have time for one or two more shares. Who would like that time? Kelly I think I heard Kelly S. Was there somebody else? Yvette C. Yvette. Okay, that's great. If we both take two minutes, everybody can fit in. Please go ahead, Kelly. Hey, guys. It's Kelly S. I got in. Um, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, getting my timer started. Two minutes. Go. Um, so, first of all, I don't have my book with me because I thought I wasn't going to share um, troubles of our own making. Well, that was um, a game changer because I thought it was my food and weight, and that's not the trouble. You know, by now we've realized food and eating is not my troubles. It's uh, the pages like was just shared the three pages that is going on about our selfishness and self-centeredness. It's me. The trouble is I'm trying to always run the show. You know, it's like every time where did I get the ball rolling? I feel like pretty much the story of my life, almost every day still, not as much as usual. God's like, Kelly, get out of my chair. Get out of my chair, Kelly, you know, because I'm still trying to run the show. Whether I'm sitting in the audience judging people or up on the stage, which that's usually where I'm at, trying to get everything to go the way I want because then that way I'll be happier, right? And like people said, this is what I think about this paragraph. This paragraph is the reason to work the rest of this, these uh, steps. This is why we've got to do the work. As I said earlier, it is. It's a death threat. This is why i got to get busy, right? I've had this relationship with God. Well, how am I supposed to get that? You know, I'm always like, how am I supposed to feel God? How am I supposed to get this relationship with God? I'm wanting God now. I'm in step two. I want God now, right? Um, well, maybe. I just want a better way of life. You know, I want to get my food under control. But you know what? Now you guys are telling me I have to have a relationship with God. How do I do this? Well, now i got to get busy. I have to work these steps. Someone else shared that earlier today. It's this process, you know. It's all of this work. It's not just right now, steps two and three. Yes, i got to get to that place where I'm surrendering and realizing, oh, my God, I'm screwing up my life. I'm effing up my life. Look at what I'm doing. It's not just about food. My life is unmanageable. And without God, there is no hope for me. I finally had to realize that. And so the only way I'm going to get this relationship that by this program, what this book is telling me is I have to go through all 12 steps. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. So now i got to get busy because I don't want to die. I'm grateful today I'm doing that. Thanks, Lynn. Pass. Thank you, Kelly S. And Yvette, we've got a minute and a bit. Please go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, Yvette, recovered compulsive overeater, and, um, you know, my, my malady, extreme self-will. And, um, yeah, uh, determined to base actions on your own decisions without listening to advice from other people or, and or being stubborn. Um, it's a definition uh, that clicked for me, and um, what it equates to is being in a closed system. And for me, at the root of that um, was a childhood trauma around um, uh, there was a life or death kind of a scenario. And in that moment, I decided it would, there weren't any adults who were able to be available in, um, in that moment. I decided I got to take care of myself. I can't trust people. And um, and higher power, where were you? In the end, my higher power did show me that that you know the presence of my higher power and my help is what got me out out of that. Um, 
but it's about being in an open system, you know, open to that divine guidance, you know, and growing in the trust. If I want out of the calamity, and I did, <laughs> I wanted it out really badly, um, but this program taught me that uh, if I want out of the calamity, all I have to do is ask and then trust as I go, you know, um, growing that trust as I go and being willing to follow the steps that have worked for so many others. Pass. Thank you, Yvette, and thank you to everybody who shared and to Team Monday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today's meeting, Monday, February the 20th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 19978. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the surrender poll. Craig F., would you please read a vision? Our book is meant to suggest only. Sure, this is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We should be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.